in a world full of movie trailers. One podcast breaks them down. This is Trailer Breakdown. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Trailer Breakdown. I'm Eric and I'm joined today by Lou. Lou, how you doing? I'm doing great. All right. We've got some pretty... We haven't done this in a while. Looking forward to it. We haven't. It has been way, way too long. We've talked on some of the other shows about the scheduling issues we've had for the last month or two. Those are drawing to a close, though now we're coming up on the holidays. So that's going to put an interesting twist on things. But that's okay. We're going to get through this. And we've got a lot of trailers to catch up with. This week, we've got three that I think are probably all worth going to see. Yeah, I'd agree. So, we have Fantasy Island, Code 8, and Bloodshot. Let's tackle Fantasy Island first. Now, Fantasy Island, long time ago, in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away, was a television show. Right. Did you ever watch it, Lou? I did. I did. Um, okay. I don't I've think seen, I watched it religiously, but... Uh, I've seen 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Like, I think my babysitter used to watch it when I was a kid. What What can you give us as a synopsis of what the show was? Um, well, I mean, kind of like the name suggests, there was this island that people would go to, and you'd, the episodes would all start by somebody flying in. Um, and you'd have, of course, you had... Uh, who was the little actor that did the... The plane, the plane. I have no idea, but I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about. That's the only thing from the show that I remember. Yeah, that, everybody remembers that. That was always the beginning part. And Ricardo Monteblan played the, um, uh, I don't know what his name was in the show, but he was the guy that kind of ran Fantasy Island. He would yeah, make the your host. fantasies come true. The host. Yeah, there you go. The host. Um, and, uh, you know, people would come to the island to either forget about some part of their life or relive something or, you know, something special and the magical properties of the island would, uh, you know, make that happen. So it was kind of, uh, you know, supernatural esque, but that wasn't really the, what they played on. It wasn't, it was more about the, the drama of whatever was happening. And it was always usually a twist with the stories that, you know, whatever you thought your fantasy was, wasn't really what you got at the end, but um, it was a feel good thing at the end that something else happened for you. And, you mm. know, whether you're, you know, looking for your lost child and something else happened or, you know, lovely your life type thing or whatever. But yeah. Interesting. It snappy, I, but it was good. I did not know that. This is the first I'm hearing of an actual explanation about what the premise of the show was. Okay. So that's interesting because and it this is your memory from what was this on the 70s? I guess it was, yeah, it was a long time ago. But. Yeah. Probably mid 70s, mid to late 70s. Yeah, but it does seem to tie in a little bit with this new movie. Now, the new movie coming out is not really what you just described, though there are some similarities in the theme. Mm -hmm. This is by Blumhouse. Which right away gives you a whole different thought process of this trailer. Exactly. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Because, I mean, they show that pretty early in the trailer, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, very early on. I'm like... Well, let me back up for a second. First off, my thought was, oh, God, they're going back to – they're redoing fancy. Oh, this is going to be horrible. Right. right. You know, and then I saw the Blumhouse logo come from like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> let me readjust my chair and watch the rest of this trailer. Exactly. And I, I got to say it's awesome to have a small studio like that where every time you see their name come up, 
Mm. You have a project that you had zero interest in, and then all of a sudden, now you're paying attention. Exactly. That says something about the studio and what what they do. Like, even if you don't like all of their films, you do sit up and pay attention because they do things that are a bit different, things that are unexpected. And I definitely was not expecting this at all. And as you're no. watching the trailer, it looks a lot like it's a remake of the old show. It's got people arriving on the island and, oh, we're going to make your fantasies come true and blah, blah, blah. You've got a couple of characters who are very more modernized, like, oh, wow, no cellular signal, no Wi-Fi. Yeah, all right. my dreams are coming right. true. And uh, and then things kind of take a turn for the darker. Much darker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think people should probably watch the trailer to get a, a better sense of it. So this stars Lucy Hale, who is probably best known for Pretty Little Liars, um, Truth or Dare. Okay. She's yeah, I knew a new group somewhere, but I couldn't place it. Yeah, she's been in a lot of other things, but I think probably uh, Pretty Little Liars was the thing she was best known for. That was a TV series that ran from 2010 to 2017. It also has, uh, well, who else is in it? Maggie Q. Um, let's see here. Portia Doubleday. Maggie Q. She was just in, what was the show that was picked up by one of the I streaming don't services? remember. Uh, with Kiefer Sutherland. She was in that, I think, right? Designated Survivor? Yeah, that was one. She was in that, I think. Was she? Let me go to IMDb here. Fantasy Island. Oh, Young Justice. You're right. You're right. Designated Survivor. She was in that. There was another show that I thought she was on too that's currently on the air maybe i'm wrong but uh she was in nikita back in 2010 uh, that tv series yeah uh, designated survivor the young justice television series i guess she did the voice of wonder woman i didn't know that hmm, didn't know that anyway she's, she's, a, been, she's a good actress yeah so. she is and then we've got michael rooker from the walking dead Remember him? Yep. yep. Okay. And then my favorite, my favorite. I love this guy, Michael Pena. Yes. <laughs> Michael He's playing Pena. Mr. Rourke. He's playing the main guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and he's so much darker in this. So we're used to him in things like Ant-Man where, you know, he's the, the friend with the van who talks real fast and like gets all excited about things. Uh, he was in Chips which actually was not as bad as people might think it was. Uh, he's Never been in a chips. lot of different things. What's that? Never saw chips. It like, if you get bored some weekend and you got nothing to do when you're flipping channels and it's on, it's worth watching. Okay. Like for one of those low budget remakes of eighties properties, it was actually not bad. Not wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but not bad. Like it was, it exceeded my expectations. I'll, I'll say it that way. But Michael Pena okay. in this, holy crap, there's that shot of him at the end of the trailer. And he looks legit psycho. Oh yeah. 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 So I don't know. I got to say I, that for me, this one is a win. This trailer really sold me on wanting to see this movie. And, and I like 
the kind of what you were saying earlier, how, you know, you've got a fantasy that you want to have come true, but then you don't quite get what you wanted, but instead you get something that maybe you needed. Like it's one of those things where people, they, they think they know what they really need, but that's not what they really need. That's just what they see on the surface. Right. right. And that's what the original series was. This one looks a little bit different from what the trailer has given us. Um, you may have gone there. I mean, they've got you to the island because you wanted something. Right. And this is what you're going for. And then, you know, from what the trailer looks like, and, and this is just a supposition from the trailer, mm-hmm. you're not getting what you wanted. Mr. Rourke and his people are getting what they wanted. You right. Know what I'm saying that that's the feeling I got out of it at least. So it's like, but there, there's yeah, also, it's a, it's a true horror movie in the fact that you're just like, wow, okay, this is creepy and I'm not sure what to take of this. Yeah. No, they are definitely in the hands of someone else this whole time. They are not in control of, of their fates. Uh, and yet there is also an element where they, at least from what we see in the trailer, they kind of do get a variation of what they thought they wanted. Yeah. Yep. But not really what, like, it, it doesn't go well. So, oh, yeah, it's not what they expected. Yeah. And it doesn't have that feel good, happy ending that the show gave us at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be a Blumhouse film if it did. No. I like this. I got to say, I had zero interest in it. I was actually browsing through trailers just for the sake of browsing through trailers and just looking for anything to watch. And I thought, okay, well, you know, this is another sucky 80s remake, so I might as well watch the trailer so then we can go Mm -hmm. talk about it. And like you said earlier, you see Blumhouse come up and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, this could be good. And so I started watching it and I'm hooked. I'm sold. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm not, you know, we said this before on different shows that, you know, I'm not a huge horror guy. Uh, I mean, I like horror right. movies. I like ones that make me think and, and, you know, scare me from my own thoughts, not just, you know, what they're showing me on screen. This one looks like it does that. It's got that feel to it that a lot of the Blumhouse movies do that, you know, it's like, it's just psychological. It's, right. it's emotional. It's not just jump scares and, and gore. Right. It's a, a different level of horror movie. There's story here. There's something going on. And really that's what we want to see. Yeah. So, all right. So well, as a trailer, it, this is a winner. Yeah, absolutely. It did its job. It sold us on the movie. I would say it even made us a little bit excited about going to see this. And, uh, you know, Hey, I'm single again. So it comes out on <laughs> Valentine's day. I was just going to say, in I, typical uh, Blue House fashion, it comes out on Valentine's Day, yep. and I like the hashtag they have on the, the main shot that says, never coming home. Yeah. Which at first you're thinking, yeah, you go to Fancy Island, you don't ever want well, to yeah, come home. Yeah, why would you want to? <laughs> but maybe it's a different tagline. So, February 14th, 2020, Fantasy Island from Blumhouse. I would say this is one that's worth going to see. So, I will be there on Valentine's Day. Which is really sad, but hey. (laughs) Next up, we have uh, a movie called Code 8. And this is actually coming out pretty soon. This is coming out December 13th. I think they wanted to release it in time to compete with Star Wars. So, because... Big, big aspiration. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, you might as well aim high, right? Sure. 
So that's another thing about looking at trailers. If it looks like it's science fiction, I immediately pull it up. Whether it's yeah, good sci-fi, bad sci-fi. Yeah. So this one is, um, this one looks like it, maybe it's an independent film. It's based on a short film and it stars Robbie Amell from Arrow mm-hmm. and also his brother, Stephen Amell, the lead from Arrow. As well as a bunch of other people I don't recognize at all. I'm scrolling through the list here and I don't know a single one of these other names, but Stephen Amell, Robbie Amell. And um, the storyline here, according to IMDb, in a world where people with, quote, special abilities are living in poverty, Connor Reed, Robbie Amell, is a powerful young man who is struggling to pay for his ailing mother's medical treatment. To earn money, he joins a lucrative criminal world led by Garrett, Stephen Amell, who works for a drug lord. So the the world building here, if I recall correctly, approximately 4% of the population has some sort of what we would consider a superpower. Right. But they're not heroes. They're not sought after. They're ostracized. They're living in poverty. Um, and... So yes, the, the yeah, lead they're character not accepted here. into society, right? Right. It, it, before we start recording, I, I said it has a very you know early um, X Men feel to it, where the X Men are being you know people with abilities are being hunted down by the yeah. Sentinels, and they're made to register with the government. And that it has that very much. They're on the outs of the normal society. It does feel to it, and I think that. This could be kind of an interesting spin on that. The characters appear to maybe be hunted, but then they're also breaking the law. So it's not a surprise they would be being hunted. And then the lead character probably doesn't really want to be doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like there are some complications regarding his interactions with the other characters. And like, there's a lot of different layers of potential conflict in this that I'm guessing probably lead to a pretty good story. From what I can tell, this is, you know, I don't want to say an in, in indie film necessarily, but um, trying to scroll through here. It was filmed in Canada. Colony Pictures uh, is the production company, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So. It doesn't look like it. I mean, I had never heard of this until you posted this in our channel for what to, you know, trailers to watch. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been getting a lot of publicity. I haven't seen any in of, in my normal places I watch. And you would think this kind of film would show up there because that's what we would normally kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you and I. Um, so it, it must be smaller budget. I, I'd love to know what they're spending on this. Yeah. Um, uh, looking at IMDb here, I don't see a listed budget anywhere. Um yeah, maybe they haven't posted it yet. I would be curious. I mean, the, the effects look pretty good. So that's another thing you have to look at with smaller films. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to Rotten Tomatoes to see if they have any results for Code 8. Uh, does not yet have a score. I don't see anything on Box Office Mojo to get kind of dollar figures for it or anything. So nothing there. Okay. So this one is probably going to fly under the radar, and we're not saying it's a good movie, but it looks like it's maybe interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou, what did what do you think? Did this 
trailer sell you on the movie or no? The trailer sold me on the movie. Um, yeah, I want to see it. I don't know if I'll actually venture to the theater to see it or not. I mean, yeah, I, I guess there's two different things that the trailer does these days, and we're all consuming films differently than we did, say, even two years ago, really, when you come down to it. I mean, we go to the Apple's trailer page, and half the stuff on there is new movies for Apple Plus or right. you know, Netflix exclusives that are coming to the theater. It, it's just different than it used to be. So, um They'll definitely get my 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 eyes at some point, but I don't know if I'm going to go to the theater and pay 15 bucks for it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that it definitely looks interesting. Once it hits Netflix, I'm going to watch it. Uh, if I can find it cheap on DVD, I'd probably be willing to purchase it if it were cheap enough. I'm mm. not quite sold on seeing it in the theater yet. If there were are if there are some really good reviews, if the feedback is good, I'd maybe reconsider. But I'm interested, so that's yeah. good. I'm going to keep it on my radar, but I don't know that I'm going to go out of my way for it yet. Uh, though that's still good. I had not heard of it at all until watching the trailer, so it has increased my interest level, so that's good. Oh, yeah. The trailer's done its job in that respect. Yeah. It, and I think that this is, you know, it's definitely going to fly under the radar. It's not, not going to make gobs of money in the box office. It's not going to make tons of headlines. Right. But you know, it's got that feel to it that you have that, you know, oppressed people that are being segregated out and there's laws against them and there's nothing wrong with them, but they have a power of some sort. Right. And it makes them dangerous, I suppose. And that's why they're being, you know, segregated and laws formed against them. But, um, well, and when you corner a dangerous animal, Right. Things typically get bloody. So yeah. that's the other side of this. Um, I'm guessing if written well and shot well, there are some good action scenes. Right. And Robbie Amell and Stephen Amell both are good action actors. Oh, yeah. The physicality of them as actors is really good. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, you mentioned Apple trailers as a little side note here. I used to get most of my trailer viewing that way because, you know, there's an app for your phone. There's an app for my Apple TV, which used to be the primary way I would watch television. Uh, I don't have the 4K one, so actually I use my Amazon Fire Stick primarily now. But I used to go to that. And like you said, now a lot of it is all promotion stuff for Apple. Not all of it, but there's so much Apple TV right. plus related stuff in there and other things that are like straight to iTunes releases. Right. That's that, the one trouble with Apple yeah. straight to iTunes releases and stuff that's already out, even though it says it's the hot new trailers to watch. You're like, right. well, you're just putting them there for me. But so for those who are interested, uh, trailers.apple.com is still a good place to go. Uh, Yahoo trailers has always traditionally been a good website for that, though. I haven't gone there in quite a while. And then otherwise, I typically just uh, hit YouTube. Right. And there are a couple of really good channels there that um, regularly keep up with trailer releases, and I subscribe to those. But, yeah, I'm starting to move a little bit away from the Apple trailers. So, all right. Last up, we have another movie that I... I must have heard that this was coming out at some point and just didn't care about it. And then saw the trailer, saw the lead actor and thought, OK, well, maybe I should pay attention to this. Hmm. And I think it looks good so far. This is Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel, uh, Eliza Gonzalez, 
Guy Pierce. And I think those are the main cast here from what I can tell. Uh, well, and some other people I, I don't know. Sam, what is that, Hugan? Yeah, I don't to know him. Toby Kebble, Tallulah Riley. Yeah, these are all names I don't know. But, you know, Vin Diesel, Guy Pierce, I know them. Mm -hmm. This is based on an old comic book. And, you know, I probably should have pulled up Wikipedia or something off the yeah, top. I was of looking through Wikipedia before about this, uh, both the okay. movie and the comic. And it was uh, Valiant Comics. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, that. From early 90s, looks like, 92. Um, yep, thereabouts. that sounds about right. I was out of high school and um, Image Comics, I think, had just started to pick up and Valiant Comics was also kind of uh, it, Valiant Comics kind of rode some of the coattails of Image Comics in the sense that Image showed people that you can break away from Marvel and DC and have success. Uh, success. And mm -hmm. so then Valiant kind of said, yeah, hey, me too. And succeeded with it fairly well. Did you read any of the comics back then? I, I did. I, I did. I did a lot of the image titles when they were coming out because it was different than Marvel and DC, kind of like you had said. And there was, I, I liked the artwork. There was some good artwork in those, um, uh, Wildcats and a few of the ones that were out back then. But I didn't do any of the Valiant comics. Um, so the, I guess the two big titles they had were Bloodshot and Harbinger stuff. Yeah, Harbinger was a big one. Um, uh, there was Hardcore, C O R P S. Uh, okay, yeah. There was uh, Unity, which I think was like a kind of an Avengers-ish, like bringing all of their people together under one one title. But they had some other some other popular ones uh, right on the tip of my tongue too. And of course, I clicked on one of the links on Wikipedia, and it took me to the current Valiant stuff, which is of not, course, yeah, yeah. Oh well, so. And what? I guess one thing to say about this, as I was reading the Wikipedia page about the movie itself, I guess Bloodshot is the first of a series of movies coming out that are going to oh. kind of try to do what the MCU did. They're bringing some um, uh, Harbinger stuff out and then a crossover, I guess, for the third movie. Really? Yeah. I guess it depends on how well this one does, too. <laughs> if this doesn't make any money, they're not going to make any more. But Well, yeah, that's very true. Oh, here we go. Uh, XO Man of War. That was another big one. Um, that one actually won awards, I think. Uh, let's see. Bloodshot, Eternal Warrior. Um, it'd be a lot easier if they just had a list here. Uh, mm. Archer and Armstrong. Yeah, so they've got some some titles that could lead to some good films. And I think as far as making a cinematic universe, they had done really well rolling their titles together to kind of help cross promote their own company mm -hmm. and really did the, the, I don't want to say cinematic universe, but the blending of their comic book titles and interactions and crossovers as a business model for a while. Okay. Uh, and, and I think so they ended up crafting a lot of their stories around that concept. So there's a lot of backstories where things overlap. Um, like Har uh, the Harbinger Foundation, I guess Bloodshot has ties to them. And then uh, he ends up in the hardcore for a while. And 
people kind of drift in and out of other people's titles and stuff. So if they're going to make it uh, like an MCU sort of thing out of this, they may do a really good job as long as they can get some good writers. And I mean, it all comes down to the writing really and the production. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the last thing on the, on the Wikipedia page about the film itself says future um, intended to launch a new shared cinematic universe of superheroes. Bloodshot was announced to be followed by a sequel and two movies, sorry, sequel, two movies based on the comic book series Harbinger and culminating with a crossover film titled Harbinger Wars. Hmm. Okay. So it sounds like they've got plans for four, 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 maybe five movies, I guess, total. Okay. That could work out really well. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how this one does. And I think that, you know, we've, there's two trailers out for this, I guess. And, um, they both look good. I mean, the, the yeah. imagery is about the same. Um, certainly having Vin Diesel as your main, you know, character is pretty good as far as an action story goes. Um, he did really well with the triple X stuff. This looks like it's along the same lines as far as the level of stunts and, um, fighting he's gonna be doing yeah well and i think he's wanted to be able to identify himself with the franchise for a long time now mm. you know going back to the riddick stuff and that kind of fizzled out he's been wanting to to become a, a headliner in something so chances are as long as this is pretty decent he'll probably be committed to it and sure you know so but, and i totally forgot about the the riddick stuff i mean uh, i mean he's had his name shared with two pretty major franchises so far already. I mean, pitch black stuff wasn't huge, huge, but it got his name out there. And then the triple X stuff was good. Right. Yeah. Well, and now he says, I am Groot a lot. So (laughs) that's true. I forgot about that. I don't think of him as that, but yeah, that's true. I, I don't think many people really do. And I think that's probably, and not just him. I think a lot of people even don't see Bradley Cooper as rocket raccoon either. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think he wants to hit something that's big and that he can kind of brand himself as that character. So the concept of this, basically the short version is that this guy is a former soldier who, uh, was mortally wounded. They use nanites to bring him back. And now the nanites can repair his body on the fly. So, he seems like he's really hard to kill, kind of like on a Deadpool level. And mm-hmm. then as the trailer goes on, you see that they're kind of also manipulating him psychologically, a little bit like uh, a high-tech version of the movie Memento, which, yeah. interestingly enough, also had Guy Pierce. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And... uh I I think this is one of those movies where you're going to have a lot of good action, we hope. And there's a story there that's interesting. We've seen this sort of thing before, so I hope they don't get too generic with it. But it's the type of movie where you could do a lot with the story. You could make it something we haven't seen before. And yet there are inherently elements that we have seen before. Manipulating someone's memory of the bad guy to get him to target bad guys that you want him to target. So mm-hmm. really it's less about the concept of that and more about the execution of it. How do they take that and let him resolve that conflict throughout the movie? Right. I mean, you know, how compelling is a story and how good are the special effects and the fight stuff? Cause right. I mean, 
from the trailer, the special effects and the fight stuff look awesome. Um, we can't really talk about the story cause we don't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, they could, they could really foul that up in, in the execution, but if it's, if it's done well with a good story, I think this has got a chance of being a popular movie. You know, it's interesting because years ago you didn't get really good special effects in a movie unless the studio had a lot of faith in the movie and they were willing to put the money into it decades and decades ago. Nowadays, you can do a full-length feature film on a MacBook. Right. To include, like, Iron Man-level special effects. So, it doesn't, like, anybody can just sit down and do this. You have to have skill, don't get me wrong. There, there has mm-hmm. to be talent involved in that. From, but from a cost perspective, anybody can sit down and do some of these things if they're dedicated enough to it. Uh, it's... Good special effects no longer really indicates anything about the quality of a film. So you can watch a trailer and it can have really good special effects and the movie can still be trash. Right. Right. I mean, I mean good special, as long as it's not cutting edge stuff, I mean, cutting edge stuff still costs the money and that's where, True. you know, like Disney spends a lot of money on the star Wars stuff and on the Mandalorian because they're yep. trying to do as much cutting edge stuff as they can. That hasn't been done before. And then you still but got Spielberg, to- Cameron, yeah. Yeah. If you're just trying to replicate stuff that's out there, that's, that's, I shouldn't, you know, I'm not going to say easy to do, but, but the tools place. are out there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the tools are out there to get it done relatively inexpensively. Yeah. I, I shouldn't make it sound like it's super cheap. I mean, it's still expensive to make any film, but yeah, it, it's commonplace. It's easily attainable. So do the special effects look good? Yes. Uh, Lou, what do you think? Does this trailer sell you on it? And if so, are you going to see it in the theaters, home video? What do you think? Yeah, the trailer did sell me on it. I mean, I, I like Vin Diesel. I like action movies. This looks interesting enough to me that it's like, yeah, okay, I'll see this. And as far as in the theater, I think this does deserve a big screen treatment because it looks, you know, impactful as far as uh, the visuals. And I like to see those on a big screen. Yeah, I agree. I think that... I want to get closer to release to see what the reviews look like. I mean, a review can all, well, I shouldn't say a review, but good reviews or bad reviews can always make or break a film. And there can be a film that you think is going to be really good. And if all of the reviews are just crap, well, maybe there's, maybe there's a reason. Maybe you should stay home, but pending decent reviews, I think I would go see this in the theater. Uh, It comes out the week after fantasy Island. So I may be going back to back here. Yeah. Two weekends in a row. I think Bloodshot looks pretty good. Yeah, so I would far. agree. I mean, as long as it as long as the reviews aren't horrible, I will see it in a the theater. If they are horrible, I'll wait till it's on video. Yeah. All right. Well, to recap, Fantasy Island, I think we're both sold on that. We're looking forward to it. That comes out February 14th, Valentine's Day of mm-hmm. uh, this coming year. Code 8, we're both interested in, but I think we're going to reserve judgment. We want to see a little bit more on this one. Um, And there's not a lot of time to get more on this one. It comes out December 13th, and it's uh, November 23rd right now, so we don't have much time. I think we're probably going to skip that one, plus there are other things coming out in the theaters in December, uh, namely Star Wars, that we (laughs) want to take a look at. So, um think we're probably going to pass on that one plus that's also the day the expanse returns oh yeah that's right yeah and a little quick shameless plug here at the end of 
the episode. Uh, we did some interviews with some of the cast members on the tight beam. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. Uh, the tight beam is still going and still producing episodes. We've got some really cool stuff coming out ahead of that December 13th premiere of the Expanse season four exclusively on Amazon. So code eight, December 13th. And then finally bloodshot on February 21st. It looks like we're both planning to go see that in the theater as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, I'll make one last comment before we get out of here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Tim couldn't be with us because he's not feeling like great, still, still working on a cold, I guess. But yeah. um, you know, because he's not here, we actually didn't have to view some of the trailers that he was kind of pitching. You know. Which I'm happy about. I'm a little happy about that, too. <laughs> I'm I'm very very happy was, about that too. Um, just so we know, Tim was pushing really hard for us to do the trailer for SpongeBob. Really hard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and while it looks entertaining, it's not my kind of movie. I mean, oh, I wouldn't know. I didn't watch in it. the trailer that is just you're like wow. So if anybody hasn't seen it, I mean, go go see it because the trailer at least because there's a moment that you're like, I didn't see that coming. But. Do I have to? Though, like it's only two, it's only two minutes, Eric. It's not like you, you know. But those, that's but two. I don't want to discuss it for twenty minutes in the that. show. That's the thing. It's SpongeBob. I don't think I want to sit for two minutes. <laughs> you've you've sat through other horrible things for two. Well, minutes. that can, is true, and I do have to watch Iron Sky Part Two. And, and you made me watch oh. Team America: World Police at some point. So I did. <laughs> I did though. You watched the edited version. So I, I think you didn't really get the true experience. Oh, so boy. one of these days, I think we need to remedy that. Oh Lord. Yeah. It's okay, Lou. We got your back. We'll take care of it. Thanks. Yeah. Anytime. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of trailer breakdown uh, don't forget you can watch these trailers at randomchatter.com on the uh the website link for this we're gonna have links for the trailers in the show description you can probably get to those in your podcast app too we'll have the links here in the show notes within the mp3 file but you know if you go to randomchatter.com to get it we do have other cool podcasts there as well. And you might want to check those out. We just released a brand new one to cover the Disney Plus streaming service, specifically the Star Wars content. It's called Knights of the Hollow Table. We've got four episodes up so far. Um, but, well, by the time you hear this, we'll probably have the fourth one up. We are in the process of recording the fourth one to cover the third episode of The Mandalorian. Lou, I, I assume you're a fan, Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good show. This third episode was fantastic. Yeah, I know. We had a lot of fun recording it. I can't wait to hear it. You you were talking about third episode of The Mandalorian, weren't you? Not not of Knights of the Hollow Table. Well, no, I, I, I listened to the show as well. I'm looking oh. forward to listening to the fourth episode because oh. I, oh. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Wow, yeah. I thought you were being sarcastic. Hey, there we go. No. We have no, a fan I'm, already. I'm a fan. All I'm right. a fan of both the show and the in the episode. There the you podcast. go. See, people, tried and true reviews right here for your listening pleasure. Knights of the Hollow Table is a success. So go check that out. We've also got uh, Guardians of the MCU, DC Talk. We mentioned the tight beam already. So go check those out at randomchatter.com. Tell your friends about us. We would love some support for the podcast. Let people know that there is a really cool trailer podcast out there and uh, that they should be listening. We would really appreciate it. 
and come join us in Discord. We want to hear from you. What movie trailers are on your radar right now? What films are you looking forward to going to see? And even if it's a crappy trailer like some stupid SpongeBob nonsense or whatever, <laughs> um, post it in there and we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll cover it on the show here. So go to randomchatter.com slash Discord. You can join us there. If you donate to support the network, even if it's only $1 a month. In fact, most of our donations are just a dollar a month. And uh, that really helps us out, believe it or not. It helps uh, take care of the costs of running the podcast network. Um, we've got a lot of great people who are donating and participating in the community. And we really appreciate that. If you would like to do that yourself... There's a whole section of our Discord server that we created specifically as a thank you for the people who donate to help support the network. And we've got spoiler-specific channel groups. We've got a whole group of Star Wars channels. We've got um, channels on different franchises like Doctor Who and Disney and all kinds of different things in there. Uh, maybe if this Valiant thing works out, we'll end up with a franchise channel for that as well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. But, you know, if you want more information on that, go to randomchatter.com slash Patreon. We would love the support. And then finally, if you want a Random Chatter t-shirt, Echo Base t-shirt, Guardians of the MCU, uh, we're adding new logos up there from time to time. Go to, um, I almost said starwars.com. <laughs> I wish. Go to <laughs> Random Chatter. Yeah, talk about aiming high. Go to randomchatter.com slash store. I've got The Mandalorian on my mind. That third episode was really good. It was. Randomchatter.com slash store, and you can pick up Random Chatter t-shirts there and help show your support that way as well. So that's going to do it for this episode of Trailer Breakdown. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see you again here in a week or two. Until then, take care. Take care.